I like Bobco a lot, and I'm making some during this episode. Uh, make French toast with Bobka. Oh, I just like regular Bobka. I never. Well, never yeah, I know. I'm just saying, you know, like you get to the the back end of your your loaf of Bobka, and it's starting to get kind of so kind of like dry out. Okay, here's the thing with with me and Bobka. I it never gets to the point where it dries out because that yeah. bitch is gone in a day or two. That's valid, honestly. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's still this... good though. I highly recommend it. Welcome to Learning Ropes. My name is Matt. With me, as always, we got Andrew. What's up? And we got the orangutan himself, the young lion, Tyler. Tyler, what's going on with your life right now? Uh, should I start like an OnlyFans or something? Do you think? Do you think people will pay? Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I got four. I, I got four guaranteed subs. <laughs> so it's it's me, Danny. Who else? Who else are the are the guaranteed me? subs? Excuse you, me, Andrew, other Matt. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got four guaranteed. You got four. You got four. That's uh, that's like twenty bucks a month. That's, yeah, that's like twenty good, bucks actually. a month, depending on your pricing. If you charge like five good. a month, you know that's pretty good actually. That's yeah. like a coffee or two. Yeah, it's like uh, like you know for supplementary income starting out. You know, not bad. It's more. <laughs> it's more than than what we make with this podcast. So Wait, there's, there's other Matt. There's cousin Matt. There's Chinese cousin Matt wants to fuck me. He definitely pay too. Wait, we make we make money from this podcast? Uh, no. Tyler, we might think, at some I think, point. Uh, Tyler, I think we need to unionize. I think Matt's unionize. Doing all the profit for himself. Yo, where are our quarters? All right, we get quarters <laughs> off this. Dude, uh, I'm talking like this. I'm gonna get busted like Jesse Ventura. Uh. <laughs> I am Vince. No, I'm not. Fuck. No, I'm not Vince. Anybody? Uh, anybody seen the new the new Predator movie? Prey. No, I'm gonna watch anybody it tonight. Watched it yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking watch about it. watching it tonight. Jesse Ventura gave it his blessing. Uh, he yeah. said it's great, and he was in the first Predator. He says a slur in that movie, uh, but I'll let him have it honestly, because that that whole section's based. I want to become a, a I want to become a sexual tyrannosaurus, just like Jesse the Body Ventura. Please tell me anyone but me on this podcast knows what I'm talking about. Well, oh, I, I, I do. I was just letting you. I was just gonna let you kind of like dig your own oh, grave okay. a little bit. Yeah. Understandable. Anyway, wrestling the ropes. Anyway, we're in the episode. What do we're I know the about the person that you're gonna ask me about? Because we haven't done this already. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Tyler. What do you know about King of the Ring? Nothing, Matt. <laughs> So, so the king of the ring is a single elimination tournament uh usually occurring mostly on in like all throughout the course of one night um in later iterations it does happen over multiple nights with the winner being crowned that year's king of the ring now tyler i'm sure you're asking what does it mean <laughs> to be crowned king of the ring what does that mean what does that do for you uh, Does it do anything? No, pretty much. Okay, yeah. That's what I <laughs> it was so. I think of it like uh, as as people have pointed out, smarter people than I. Uh, pro wrestling is kind of like a Western extension of anime in a lot of way. Like a live, the best live action adaptation uh, the West has made of any anime of all time. That anime mostly JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, 
But uh, I think of, like, the King of the Ring is like a, a tournament arc in an anime like Dragon Ball or something like that. It's an excuse to put, uh, to showcase some of the guys that they have coming up. Um, and it's kind of used as, like, a stepping off point um, to crown new stars or to showcase, like, particular uh, talent. It's like a microcosm made up of a bunch of small stories with decent stakes because it's a tournament. Um, and so you always have uh, the at least the stakes of I want to advance through the tournament um, and that the best wrestler wins. Um, and so they use it to kind of showcase talent. Yeah, and at one point they do make it so that if you win the King of the Ring, you're given a WWE title match. But we'll get to that to the that particular point uh, later. One of the other things that does come with winning King of the Ring, though, is being stuck with a king gimmick. Uh, it oh. doesn't happen yet. Uh, but you'll see, as King of the Ring kind of goes on, you if you win King of the Ring, you're kind of stuck wearing a cape and crown for like a year. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be really funny uh, when we don't cover like a King of the Ring tournament later on because it's not, uh, it's not King of the Ring's not always like the most important thing to happen uh, in wrestling. Um, and so we might not cover some of them, but you'll be able to know who was that year's King of the Ring, because maybe they'll show up in a random match and they'll come out wearing a crown and a cape. Because it almost always happens, and it's almost never good. Hmm. It turns out being a monarchist sucks, even if it's in kayfabe. That's right. Yeah. I would like to be king. Uh, this might be a genetic opinion. I would like to be a king, to be honest. I mean, it'd be kind of cool, sure, but like... I would like to personally be one. I would I would decree that Tyler has to have an OnlyFans. To be a king? <laughs> God, hey, no, you be if, king? if I was a king, if I was a king, oh. my, my one decree would be Tyler is required to have an OnlyFans. Oh. Uh... Anyway, yeah, uh, for a while, King of the Ring is its own pay-per-view, and it's actually one of the first uh, big five WWF pay-per-views until its eventual disestablishment after the 2002 King of the Ring. Um, like, WWE would keep doing the, the tournament on occasion. Uh, most recently, it did one in 2021, so last year. Uh, but it hasn't really... It's sort of been a declining thing in the eyes of the fans uh, for a while. Um, and so eventually it's, it's pay-per-view gets taken away. Uh, but today, we are going to watch not just one match, but a series of matches from the King of the Ring pay-per-view and tournament from 1993, which is the first ever King of the Ring period. Definitely first ever. There For totally sure. weren't like eight King of the Ring tournaments beforehand that were untelevised. Oh, okay, sure, I believe you guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is totally for real. The first ever King of the Ring tournament. There has not been any ones before. Macho Man and Bret Hart totally weren't King of the Ring beforehand. Before this, mm. yeah, Bret Hart, um, Bret which uh, uh, which also kind of as a tangent here. Uh, illustrates something that will continue to be important over the history of this wrestling promotion. 
uh, WWF slash E, as well as uh, mostly kind of outside of WWF, but it's truest for, for Vince's company. Uh, if it doesn't happen in front of a camera, it didn't happen at all. And sometimes, um, even if it did happen in front of a camera, it didn't happen. Much like his own personal life. Yep. <laughs> and legal litigations that have followed. Now, we're not going to talk about that, but what we are oh, going to yeah, talk about that. is that up to the King of the Ring pay-per-view, they had qualifying <laughs> matches in order to qualify for the tournament. Uh, it, it's an eight-man tournament, so they had uh, uh, 16 wrestlers vying to qualify. Um, the eight who do qualify are Bret Hart, who was just given entry, did not have to have a qualifying match. Uh, Mr. Hughes, who defeats uh, Kamala to qualify. Razor Ramon, who beats Tito Santana. And Mr. Perfect, who defeats Doink the Clown. Um, there's also Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who defeated Papa Shango to get into the tournament. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, who defeated uh, Typhoon. Um, Lex Luger, who defeated Bob Backlund. Uh, and Tatanka, uh, who defeated the giant Gonzalez uh, to qualify for the tournament. And now our first match on our path through the King of the Ring tournament is going to be between two guys you're already familiar with, vaguely, Tyler. Huh? It's going to be quarterfinals of the King of the Ring 1993. We're going to see Brett Hitman Hart versus the bad guy, Razor Ramon. This is going to be a good. This is going to be good. And let's go watch the match. I can tell you already it's going to be good because it's got Bret Hart in it. We're back from match number one. Tyler, what were your thoughts on your first King of the Ring match? First thing about this match is that both those guys are great at selling, and it's so fun to watch. Those guys both sell like crazy, and it's awesome to watch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that's the thing. I, I I've been going on a on a on a razor kind of deep dive recently, just like watching because YouTube decided to start recommending me razor stuff. Uh, who knows why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. Uh, one of the things that he talked about was, like, a lot of big guys would go to him and be like, why are you flipping? Why are you doing all these flips in the <laughs> ring? You're, you you're, you're a big guy. All you got to do is, like, like punch, punch, kick. That's all you got to do. And he's like, listen, I, I'm not like that. Yeah, he's <laughs> fun to watch. But, uh, uh, let's see, my thoughts are scattered. The first half of the match of Bret Hart's just getting, like, walloped or so. I don't know, could have done with a little bit more back and forth. But, like, once, mm. like, he has, like, his comeback moment, that's that's a lot of fun. And that fucking yeah. ending, the finisher, oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, just the, the, the reversing of the, the attempt from the top rope move. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's a consequence of Bret Hart's finishing move being the sharpshooter, which is a submission. Mm. It means that he wins by roll-up a lot. <laughs> uh, At first, I didn't like it when we've seen it before, but this was a fun... This was a, a good way to execute it. Right, and yeah. I feel like it works really well, because he goes for roll-ups a couple different times in the match. Yeah. And because it's a tournament setting you want the match to be over as quickly as possible. Like, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about it in terms of, like, if it was a legitimate sporting competition, you would want to finish it as quickly as possible to be mm -hmm. able to move on and be, like, good Lasting. and fresh for the next match, yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
Also, in this one, whenever he, like, goes for it, it's over, or, or it's always, like, after, like, something more insane. Like, he had the one where he did, like, a, he did, like, a jumping elbow from, like, the high rope and then went into it. And, like, it, it, like, it always not, made sense in this one. It, it wasn't it's just always simple. motivated. Yeah. 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 Um, and, because I think, like, Brett and, uh, like, the WWF at the time, because they make it part of his, like, the whole... Like, the excellence of execution, which we kind of laugh about because it's, like, it's a kind of hilariously badass nickname. Um, like, it's just best best of the goodest guys is, like, Bret Hart's nickname. <laughs> um, but, like, the whole, that gimmick is, like, catered around the fact that, like, he has this sharpshooter submission that he'll tap you out with. And otherwise, like, if you're not careful with Bret Hart, he will roll you onto your shoulders for three, like, while you're not paying attention, before you even know what happened. Um, and they kind of build, like, his persona around that, rather than, like, nowadays you would see Bret Hart being, like, he would have to come up with some other finisher besides the sharpshooter to supplement when, like, they didn't want to have a guy tap out for whatever reason. Um, but for Brett, it was just like, no, I'll just roll him up. Like, cause kayfabe's alive. And so roll up victories don't really make people look weak. It makes them look surprised. Um, but yeah. Uh, Uh, now we're going to rate this match now. And then we're going to rate each match, you know, as they kind of happen, uh, over the course of what we're watching. So, uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts? So I definitely like this match. I think that given like the right circumstances and opportunity, I think that both Razor Ramon and Bret Hart could have put on a better match together. Um, I kind of agree. I think they kind of, they overstay their welcome a little bit in Razor's beatdown uh, on Bret. Um, but uh, everything else around that is pretty great. I'm going to give this one three stars even. Yeah, uh, I think I like that it's a 15-minute time limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, it, 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 I want to see them face off again in you know a much larger, more kind of competitive sense. Because, like, yeah. obviously, they're not going to go for the really big high spots in this match because they don't want to risk, you know, Brett getting hurt going into the semis and stuff compared to, like, in a more normal match. And so I'm going to give it three and a quarter with that said. Tyler, what are your thoughts? I feel weird because I'm probably I might change how I view this match after we watch more of them in this tournament because like I don't know maybe that'll in, that might like impact it or or like add more like weight to this match. But I think I'm probably also three. Yeah, uh, that's fair. It didn't feel like a tournament. It, it just felt like a short. Like it didn't feel like it was building up to something else. It just felt like a short match. You know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, three. I think I think the first half was a little. I don't know. It could have could have been more fleshed out. I and think maybe cut shorter. This screams TV match to me in in the way that it's like structured. If yeah. that makes sense compared to like a pay per view match. Uh, which I think we can now like say because they have Raw now. Monday Night Raw yeah. is a thing. They do have weekly TV now. Uh. But that's just yeah. It, it it's it's a it's an all right match. It's you know nothing too 
you know, write home about, but it's like, yeah, I'd watch it again. <laughs> uh, and Big Dave gives it three. Um, kind of, uh, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Now, mo- now to talk more about the tournament, this particular tournament, on the other side of the bracket, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow defeats Jim Duggan in, in his uh, quarterfinal match. And then Lex Luger and Tatanka wrestle to a 15-minute uh, time limit draw, which actually pushes Bam Bam Bigelow straight to the finals because he would have faced the winner of Luger Tatanka. They they are both out of the tournament due to the draw. Um, and Brett obviously beats Razor here, uh, as we saw. And now his semifinal match is going to be facing Mr. Perfect, who just who defeated uh, Mr. Hughes via disqualification. Um, we've seen Mr. Perfect on the show a few times already. Uh, so he appeared in the 1992 Royal Rumble match, um, as well as he was the guy in Ric Flair's corner when Ric Flair wrestled Macho Man at WrestleMania 8 while they were trying to leak Miss Elizabeth's nudes. Um, oh. yeah. Uh, his whole shtick, uh, in wrestling was basically that he was the perfect man, literally Mr. Perfect. Um, before his debut, uh, and like kind of around when he was starting out, they shot a bunch of vignettes of him doing things perfectly, uh, like making like a half court shot, uh, backwards on like a basketball court. Um, these vignettes were legendary. Uh, there's kind of a tradition in wrestling, uh, of, Sometimes when you have when you want to make a guy debuting feel like a big deal, you'll show a bunch of like vignettes and stuff where you're like, it'll be this guy coming to Raw next week or whatever um, to kind of prime people for when he's going to show up uh, and to let people know that he's a big deal. Uh, And so we're going to watch actually one of Mr. Perfect's uh, vignettes right now. We're back from the vignette. I don't know if we broke for the vignette. We're we back did. from We're the back. vignette. Now, what? what do you think about Mr. Perfect? <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't... <sighs> I burped. Um, he, uh, fuck. You know, he seems like kind of a bad guy. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. I know he's perfect. Maybe he's the perfect bad guy. That's what it is. Because he's so perfect. It seems... <laughs> Seems like he he he'd be kind of annoying if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, well, during during his tenure, he kind of developed. Let's just say he's the kind of guy I'd want Bret Hart to beat. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, during his tenure, he does uh kind of develop a re- reputation as being one of the best workers on the roster. Uh, he puts on entertaining matches with, like, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, a bunch of other guys, mostly for the Intercontinental Championship, which he kind of becomes a legendary uh, Intercontinental Champion in the long run. Intercontinental yeah. Champion in the long run. <laughs> um, And, yeah, he did spend a bunch of time. Like, you're kind of right to think of this guy as like like to to look at mr perfect and be like that's kind of annoying um he spends like, he's, a, he's largely a heel yeah yeah that makes sense um, that makes sense but yeah a- anyway now we're gonna watch uh mr perfect wrestle the hitman in the semifinals and this one should be good and we're back from the match 
Now, Tyler, what did you think of the finals of the King of the Ring? The it was uh it was fucking great. It was it was fantastic. I feel like most beat 'em up matches, you know, where it's like one guy just getting like his ass kicked for like the whole match doesn't usually work, but this time it really, really worked. Yeah, I think it's a combination of like I mean, one Bam Bam's great at being that that kind of heel. Brett is great at being the guy taking all those moves. Yeah, and like the story is kind of already laid out for them. Mm-hmm. Like, of course that's what that match was gonna be, you know? Yeah. Bret Hart just, like, wrestled, like, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> he literally came out, like, limping to the ring. Like, not, not like, you know, like a, uh, um, like a, not like he's debilitated. Like, he's, he can still move, but, it, like, he came out very clearly favoring that knee. Um... His fingers are still taped up. Like he's, they continued emphasizing throughout the whole tournament that like Bam Bam got a bye to the finals. Brett didn't. Like somehow Brett has to pull it out, and uh, he does. He wins. Bret Hart's king of the ring. Look at him go. What a guy. Probably my favorite part of that match is when he does. Get uh, he does get three counted the first time, and then they're like, and then they're like debating, and he's just dying still. He's just like, huh? What? I have to keep going, huh? He's just, yeah, he's just uh, getting nuked. Uh, someone comes out. Uh, I believe it's Linda Vachon, right? Something like that. Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon Vachon comes out, hits Bret Hart with a steel chair. Bret Hart gets rolled in the ring, eats like a like a backdrop by by Bam Bam and then a headbutt off the top rope like gets pinned for three but the decision gets overturned and the match continues yeah Bret Hart is just like dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bret I mean it's like it's like yeah he just technically like lost a match right there it's like like he lost and then like he's not even aware of the fact that they like overturned the decision it's like Bam Bam starts beating him up, and he's like, oh, if I'm getting beat on still, that must mean the match is still on. I better try to win. <laughs> and then he does. Because he's the fucking hitman. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. The excellence of execution. The Iron Man of the WWF. Uh, What else do they call him? Uh, Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I think we covered the big ones. I think he gets nicknamed the sharpshooter, and then he makes the move the sharpshooter. Yeah. Um. Technically, right now, he's the king of hearts. True. He is the king of hearts. He's the uh, king of the ring, the king of, the king of wrestling. Hell yeah. Moment. Um. And yeah, I think this match is great. I think it's it's really well done. Um, Bam Bam, like I, you don't see all of what Bam Bam is capable of because I kind of think of this match as like Brett's take on the Hulk Hogan kind of match. Yeah, <laughs> which is like he had to have a whole tournament in order to earn being beaten down for that long, um, and, and also like. It ends up being better anyway, like, because it feels more kind of, it feels more earned, it feels more planned out. 
Um, and they also... Sorry, go on. No, my bad. They, they, they allow for, like, more back and forth anyway. Because, um, like, there's still, like, even after they reverse the decision uh, and Bret Hart gets to start coming back a little bit, like, they still give you, like, at least one good false finish for Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, it, it's just really, I think it's well done. This is potentially a hot take, especially given Matt's opinion on this match. I feel like this does the spectacle better than Andre versus Hogan does. Just because, like, I feel like in that match, like, like he doesn't really get beat down at all. Where in this one, fucking Bret Hart gets his ass kicked for, like, 20 minutes, like, straight. And then he comes back. And I don't know. To me, like, that spectacle works so much better than, like, almost every match that, like, we've seen so far. Um, especially when you can tell he's just done at the halfway point. <laughs> he's just, he's so done and he comes back. It's great. It works so well. Now let's talk ratings for this match. What do you guys think? I am going to give it three stars. Three um, stars just like the, the Razor match. Um, I think... Like, it, it's one of those, uh, like, the fact that it was still, like, Brett gets beat down for all of it, um, maybe I'll, uh, let me, let me amend that. I'm gonna go with, like, 375. That's um, a big jump. Hey, yeah. It's three quarters of an extra star. I, like, I'm, uh, it's, like, I think it's very good. Um, but, like, I still find it lacking in some important ways. Like, I think it's, I do think I I like this match more than I liked Brett's match with Razor from earlier in the card. Um, but I still kind of think it's a little bit, um, it's missing some stuff that it, it could have used. Um, a little bit more, like, I think Brett, like, despite, you know, the whole tournament being bent towards giving Brett the excuse to get beaten down for 90% of this match. I feel like I could have used a couple more hope spots during that segment um, just to, like, keep getting the crowd geared up for Brett making a comeback and getting his win. Um, otherwise, though, like I, like I said, I think both guys are putting amazing work in this match. Yeah, I'm going to rate it a little bit higher than you did. I'm going to rate it as four stars. I think this is better than the Razor match that we got. Uh, I think it's, you know, a selling masterclass by Brett. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much more to say about it. <laughs> I think I'm also going to give it four, just because, like, I do kind of like watching Brett just, like, just get, like crush her, like, a bit, because it's fun to watch. She makes it so much fun to watch that, like, I'm never bored when he's just getting tossed around or, like, I, I don't know. He sells so well that I think I like those kind of matches. Like, and I do like it more when he comes back. But, like, yeah, like, I was never, like, like tired of him getting his ass kicked. Like, yeah. It was always fun to watch. It was always entertaining. And, like, he just, he sells exhaustion so well that oh, I mean, yeah. it just works. Like, uh, I would be, like, he's, like, actually dead. Like, are and like it just sells it it's so perfect. Um yeah, I I had a lot of fun with that match. 
I, uh... Yeah, and, like, the ratings for me, it's, it's almost hard to separate rating this match versus rating, like, the, the overarching story over the the three tournament matches. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. Because it kind of all builds to this, and I think it, I think it does pay off. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, this is the the ultimate payoff for the story told in the other three ma- in the other two matches. Like, like, it is a trilogy of matches altogether. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's, it's a complete story altogether, rather than like a in in any other match where it'd be just this one match and it's done. Um. I was gonna say something else, but it has it is it has left my mind. So, uh, uh, Andrew, why don't you speak for a little bit? Uh, I mean, like, what do I talk about? <laughs> what I what I also really liked about this match is like, uh, like Bam Bam winning. Like you just you kind of bought it, uh-uh. like maybe it's scoring oh, yeah. the the, the pinfall. Fucking... It was like, oh, that that's over. It's done. Brett lost. Yeah, the fucking uh. chair thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like I can believe that. And then and then they and they they uncall it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they come out and they come out and they uh, somebody somebody in the back was watching that happen. Uh, and ran out to the ring to make sure that Bam Bam Bigelow didn't get that unearned win. Uh, like, but you bought it would be like it's a very convincing like false finish. It's also just funny because like that that situation very rare in professional wrestling. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah, someone comes out, hits you with a chair, and that's it. <laughs> So it comes out, hits you with a chair while the referee's back is turned, you lose, and then everyone's just fine with it. <laughs> I think it's also so funny because everyone is involved in that except Brett, because he's just lying on the ground falling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have you have two refs, you have fucking uh Bam Howard Bam. Finkel. Yeah. Yeah. And Bam that- Bam all <laughs> just like no, what? Yes, yes, reverse it. No, no, reverse it. Oh, no, no, press just... <laughs> Help me, please. He's just dying. Get medical attention. I am not okay. <laughs> uh, Somebody help me. I don't know if that was intentional, but oh my, it makes it so yeah. much better. <laughs> like, just... uh. And that is it for us for this week. Um,. Tyler, any any last words of wisdom? Oh yeah, hang on, hang on. I had to pull up, and I I I switched Twitter accounts halfway through. The mm, uh, don't don't uh, <laughs> empathetically go fuck yourself. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic, and of course, remember to like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. You can find us on Twitter now. Remember that, uh, to watch Prey because it's uh, endorsed by uh, uh, our king, Jesse Ventura. Yes, and next week, you're going to catch us on the Lex Express. Have a good week, everyone.